0: Um,
1: so let's get started, uh, guys. Congratulations on the Ordinary Love. Thank you. Um, It's an amazing film. It's a very um, raw film. Were where did, were you inspired by this? Was it when Owen wrote the screenplay?
0: Uh, yes. Yep. So uh, Owen is a Owen McCafferty's a brilliant playwright. Um, I'm sure a lot of people will know his work. Uh, he, we'd been talking to him about working on his, his first screenplay for a while. Um, we didn't, ideas were sort of uh, swirling around. Um, the, David Holmes and Glenn and I have a production company together and so we, uh, David is a very old friend of Owen's and he knew about this journey that Owen and his wife had been on together mm. when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So, uh, and David having had sort of a similar, well, an experience of, of loss. His sister died of cancer, or, you know, recently as well. And, and so he sort of started talking to Owen about about perhaps making this the subject of a screenplay. And I think Owen found that a challenging idea at first. It's a tough place to go back mm. to um, for Owen and his wife. But uh, I think they felt that, you know, that, that I think ultimately what we're telling is a very positive story, and that, um, and that connecting with that material in an honest, unsentimental, but but positive way might be something, you know, that was a good thing to put out there.
2: Mm. Yes, yeah, so I think yeah, I think he said to his wife, and she thought that some good may come of it by sort of sharing the story. And I think one of the things that we really loved about the script was that. Once um, they do go on this journey, it, it really is a love story it, it's at the heart of it, and it, we felt that was quite unusual to see a love story of people of this age, mm. um, but also uh, a story like this told without the sentimentality uh, you know, that is often in these stories, it yeah. was, it's about a collection of small moments mm. that, uh, that when joined together has, has a lot of power and yeah. uh, uh, emotional resonance.
1: W- was it tough then? I suppose because the title, all it really undersells the beauty of the film in a sense because it, it's ordinary love, but it's almost hard to describe it. it it's indescribable yes. in that sense because it is such a, I mean, it's or it's it's or, ordinary is almost kind of not not an insult but hard to, to to describe how beautiful this relationship is and how it is a relationship. I'd say everyone has with their significant other. Yes. Uh, was it difficult coming up with the title? I, I suppose it's that's the. it's that's well, <laughs> something I've never had to ask anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's
0: there's an interesting journey with the title. But just to talk about where we where we arrived. Yes, mm. I mean love is ordinary in that mm. it's commonplace. If we're lucky, we all get to experience it at some mm. time in our lives in some form. Um, but what we're also saying is that this, those moments of everyday connection. Commonplace connection between people are where the magnificence of life lies, Mm. and that's what is really worth celebrating on the biggest of screens. Um, the The title we uh, this was originally called "Normal People." We changed Mm. the title for obvious reasons. Sally Rooney's brilliant book is uh, taking the world by storm, Um, but. The title that we came to, I think we all ended up feeling, was really a better title for the piece because it is about love and looking at that and looking at how, um, where the where that magnificence lies is those moments that we spend together, those moments mm. of connection, and it is really uh, a story that celebrates that connection between two people that may seem very simple and is made up of. You know, moments of talking about Fitbits and you know (laughs) supermarket shopping, defrosting pork chops. Yeah, but Mm, it's you know that's that's what gives these people life.
2: Mm. And I think as well, I think if you look closely enough at anybody's existence, you find the extraordinary and the magnificent and the epic and the mundane. And you know, it's it's all of that. And and I think it's rare that you see that on screen. I think on screen often there's. things are sensationalised a little bit or it's that kind of forcing the drama in these situations and mm. actually I think in a situation like this you you don't need to force the drama I think in fact the less that you force the drama the yeah. more power it has but yeah. well, that's what we believe anyway and that's what we hope the film has mm. it was about stripping it back to its essential elements yeah. and, and but still retaining that poetry
1: of, uh, and, and you know uh, Tom and Joan they're both wonderful people uh, how difficult was it to find the people to embody those characters, like how long was the process to find Leslie and Liam?
0: It was a very swift process. I think it was probably it's probably very unusual that you get the opportunity to cast the people who are right at the top <laughs> of your list. We didn't hadn't even got to making a list. You know, we we just thought how wonderful it would be. We could hear Liam's voice in the script. Wouldn't it be wonderful if it, it was Liam? We had already we, talked to him about a previous project, so we had a sense that he might be interested in the material. Um, and as I said we could just hear his voice when we read it so we just took a chance and uh, we sent him in the first
2: draft draft, which is very rare Hmm. and and luckily he connected with it and we we sort of thought he might having met him a few times and understood the type of stories he was interested in and um, And actually, he signed up unbelievably quickly again, which is quite rare. Um, And Leslie, we're huge fans of. Now, Leslie had a a very busy year of um, being in theatre. She she was in a long day's journey tonight, night. um, That was touring all over. It was in America and it was all all around the UK. But um, she was able to... Leslie really connected with the material too. And um, she was able to make some space for us. And Mm. we just fitted in. We just found that slot. So sometimes there is a bit of the planets having to align and yeah. we were incredibly lucky that the planets did align because uh, Leslie and we were absolutely our first choices. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so we got to bring these two incomparable actors together <laughs> on screen for the first time so that's, you know.
2: And they didn't, they'd never met before, so really? um, yeah, they, you know, I think you get the feeling that within the business everybody knows everybody, <laughs> but, um, and they kind of did because they knew, they knew lots and lots of different yeah. people, they'd worked with lots of people and had sort of shared friends, but um, they'd never actually met themselves.
1: So. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, was there, you know, you're a husband and wife, what's it been, was there any kind of interjection of your own kind of um, marital relationship into this? Did you feel, did you um, kind of inject kind of your own kind of love for each other into um, into the direction, do you think? Do you think maybe there was some osmosis in that sense?
0: I mean, I, I'm sure w- you always bring your own experience to mm. it and I think it was interesting that it was us as a married couple who were making this piece and... Uh, and uh, uh, so i mean i think that that's maybe hard to tell maybe i'm sure it's there i'm sure there is that i think what we did really appreciate about this was just that that the way that it that we were able to look at a long-term relationship it sort of shows talks about a long-term relationship Mm -hmm. in a way that we don't really often see portrayed on screen um, that it's about a couple who, you know, they're not tired of each other. You know, they've been together for a long time. They've mm-hmm. been through a lot together, but they appreciate those times together. They make each other laugh. They yeah. have this, you know, they have this lovely electricity together that, that you know, that that Leslie and Liam bring to the parts so beautifully. It's not about a power struggle or people who are reaching the end of something together or have nothing to say to each other, you know, it's a very vibrant relationship. But yeah, which is,
2: they're not saying anything to each other is often the cliche, I think, in films, mm-hmm. of people of this age, you know, that they're, they're kind of bored with each other. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So there it was a way of looking at uh, at a relationship that we felt that, you know, cinema doesn't do that often, so mm-hmm. that was very interesting to us. Yeah, and yeah,
2: definitely the, how Tom and Joan get on resonated with ourselves, mm. you know, we we, we understand those discussions about who's putting the bins out and all that <laughs> sort of carry on. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a married couple. And I think it's interesting to have, I suppose I guess, with a male and female voice within the directing team, given that mm. it's a it's a it's a two hander between a man yeah. and a woman. Um so I think um you know we do feel, you know, whilst uh, Leslie has the cancer and a lot of things she has a lot to go through yeah. it's still very much um, a two-hander it's mm. still very much both their stories mm. and, uh, that's
0: true but it was very important to create that balance between the characters so that it's always a love story it's a story about two people who are forced apart at times but come together and mm. a journey that they both go on together so that equilibrium that balance was vital and so maybe that was something that having both our voices in it was
1: but, um. mm. And you know the film, yeah, the film has so many um, emotional beats. Uh, a strangely uh, particular, a strange one for me was when Joan is having um, her breast checked mm. towards the start of the film, and how strangely uh, emotional that was. Did you feel that when you are filming when she's getting her breast checked for the for the lump? and she's not quite sure of what's going on, it's an alien environment, there's, there's a real sense of vulnerability. Um, th- was that, that just happened by accident or did, did you have to sit down, talk with um, Leslie about the kind of things that Joan would probably, have to, would probably be feeling at that moment?
0: I think we, we always talk, talk about it, but I think, I mean, Leslie's such a brilliant, um, she's just such a brilliant actor that mm. I think a lot of that, you know, she just understood that moment and, uh, and and what she was going through and i think for there is i think it can't speak for everybody it's not everybody's story but i think for a lot of people that is a very vulnerable yeah. moment to go through that you are in an environment where you know you there are rooms full of machines the medical staff are and probably incredibly kind, but people are talking in a language that Mm. you don't completely understand. Um, We had a lot of uh, help from some incredibly generous medical professionals when we were filming those scenes, when we were working on the scripts, through art direction, but particularly filming those scenes where the practitioners who are taking Leslie through those, taking Joan through those moments, are, you know, there's a real radiologist, there's a mammographer, Mm. there's, uh, you know, there are chemo nurses, so,
2: yeah, these are people who do this every, every day, day and talk through this every day to new people.
0: Mm. So for Leslie, I think that experience she could, she could, I suppose, as an actor, relax in the knowledge that she was being, uh, she was being brought through it just as any other patient would be brought through mm. it. So it was as close as possible to that experience, um, and you know, being such an accomplished actress, you know. Putting herself in the head of that patient at that time was something that she just did brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I guess as
2: directors, what we can do is to to create the environment where Leslie can feel that in, can, a, in, yeah. in, in as authentic a way as possible. And that mm-hmm. that was about you know those medical professionals and mm.
0: so of course we do everything we can and we talk about the journey you know and and do everything we can to just help her do the work that she's so eminently capable of doing.
1: Yeah, very much so. And you know you were talking about um, you know someone is stripped of kind of like their power and that. And with Liam's uh, character Tom, he 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 he's very powerless in this scenario. Like there's a definite sense of back and forth with them and how he kind of pushes her to do things. But in this scenario, he he can't do that without hurting her at the same at, in the same process. Um, how did you help Liam kind of um, to, I suppose uh, perform that kind of Role in this film because he performs it like I would say uh, masterfully uh, as a as a husband in this character.
0: Mm -hmm. I I would agree, and it's it's about I think you know for Liam he just tapping into that sense of being someone who wants to do something, wants to help, wants so much Mm. to help and be um, and to do something for this person that he loves so much, and the hardest thing, as you say, can be knowing that. There really isn't an awful lot that you can do and sh- that his character wants to go through it all with with Joan but ultimately what's happening is happening in Joan's body mm. and it's not happening in his and so they approach it very differently from from those perspectives and the frustration that someone would feel um, in, in wanting to have more power in that situation. And I think what we get across, what he brings across so beautifully is that the underlying fear of that separation and you know, and things they've been through together and uh, and how it's going to feel to be adrift potentially in the world, you know. And he's just he is a masterful actor, absolutely, and that he can convey all of that in such a restrained way, mm. but with such power is just testament to his brilliance, I think.
1: And you know, there's there's a wonderful world built around them, and um, I would I would assume that Owen was the one who crafted it. And um, their family history, um, in particular, their daughter. Uh, what was it like trying to build up the, I suppose, the legitimacy of that? Because in in some films that can just feel very kind of I suppose tacked on and cliched about the daughter's past and that. Mm-hmm. What was it like building that? So that it, because it felt it, like to me, it felt incredibly organic, mm-hmm. and I really, it was it, it was just. A testament again to the direction you guys went with and the writing. What was it like building that world for these completely original characters?
0: Well, I mean, I think when you build a world, there are sort of concrete elements that you're working with. So, for example, the choice of the house. Well, the house Tom was, a, yeah, the house was a, for the us,
2: was a very key element in mm. the film. Um, it, it, and you're always, I mean, in a way, I mean, we don't have the budgets to build uh, huge movie sets. We didn't build that. Wasn't a set. That was an actual mm-hmm. house. Uh, that was then wonderfully uh, dressed and decorated by our art department. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in all honesty, I think if if I could have designed, or if we could have designed a house for them to be in, that yeah. would be that would have been it. I mean, there were elements within that uh, world. You know, it's a house that's slightly out of time. It feels it feel, <laughs> yeah. felt felt like there was a point where they stopped decorating it. Yep. Um. It it, 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 is, it is a house like two that decades f- year old. Yeah, of, that's to- what it felt to me. Totally. Uh, it, uh, it's 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 a house that doesn't feel. Hopefully, it doesn't feel cold. There's a lot of warm elements within it. There's mm. a lot of natural materials, a lot of wood, a lot of stone, mm. all that sort of stuff. It's a house that um, feels like there has been love in it for sure. It's mm. got lots of elements, books, and little. And gifts that they've obviously bought each other over the years, but also it's a house that maybe feels slightly too big for the two of them, and you know that that there is a slight emptiness or a a slight absence of not Debbie not being there. So it's it's I guess it's small decisions like that that sort of it's that's the the language of, of, you know, using the image to try and tell the story, so yes, crafting those worlds. And also uh, then, you know, if you think about that house and then where you're going to go, because Joan's going to spend a reasonable amount of time in hospital environments, which tend to be quite stripped back. Certainly, um, hospitals where we are have a lot of blue in them, lots of blue curtains, lots of, so it's a much colder environment. Yeah, you felt that. And, 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 uh, yes, so it's a a juxtaposition of those Mm. two worlds.
1: And finally, I suppose, um, you've been traveling the the um, festival circuit, what's it been like seeing it with audiences, seeing it finished, seeing your, your, your baby out there, uh, what's it been like?
0: It's been extraordinary actually, uh, the first time that we saw it with an audience, which is I think quite unusual, with, with, some, with good vibes, we had screened it for audiences mm. before it emerged, but we saw it for the first time at TIFF, at the Toronto Film, Film Festival in a 900 seater theatre, mm-hmm. in front of a big audience. So that was that was a bit of a baptism of fire. Both terrifying,
2: <laughs> both terrifying and wonderful. I mean, actually, North American audiences are really warm and very mm. kind of vocal, and they they laughed and they engaged with the film emotionally. and yeah. And um, so that was really actually it was a terrific. It was really great. It was, it was really they connected yes. with. Did it.
1: they understand our kind of love? Because ours, I think, can be somewhat alien to oh, theirs. No yeah, really, a bit more really maybe more restrained. But yeah. Okay.
0: They, I thought they did really yeah, respond yeah, to it. They, they really mm-hmm. felt the warmth and they got the humour. There was mm-hmm. a lot of laughter as well in the audience. So, that, and people came up and said they felt moved by it. So yes, you don't yeah. know how it's going to work yeah, for different yeah. audiences, but it seems to, it seems to be. It's it interesting
2: because we, we have we didn't actually go there, but I think it was shown in was it the Mumbai Film Festival or the? the yes, yeah, There's a couple, of, there's a couple of film festivals mm-hmm. that's been shown in. It's only shown in India recently, and um, there was a really wonderful piece written about it and. People connected. We, well, one of the things that we set out to do was to make a film that had was, uh, there was universality about. Mm. You know, we felt that the story had there was something universal about the story. And then um, there's this really wonderful piece written in one of the main papers in India. Um, that's you know all those things that we hoped we'd connect with people did beyond did brilliant and uh, yeah that is that's that's kind of an amazing but thing. yes I
0: mean love grief loss those are all universal human mm. things. And
1: well, guys, thank you so much. Oh, it's been an absolute thank pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you me. so much, Glenn. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks I wish you the best of luck with your Christmas. Thank <laughs> you. So you yeah. Yes. yes.